Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It is finally time to talk about this game, previews, predictions, what's going to happen. It's round three, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, but they're really not facing off against each other because they're going against defenses. But that's all the talk when we talk about this two, these two matchups. So what's going to happen? Oh, man. I know the behind the scenes thing is we always get the email from James Rapine today saying, get your predictions in. I did. And I opened it up and I hit the reply button and I just haven't written anything. So it's all off the dome right now. I haven't looked at anything. This is a vibes take. This is, I I mean, like I know both these teams pretty well with how often they played last year and watching them as this is the main competitor for the Bengals to get back to the Super Bowl type thing. And obviously I know the Bengals well. Um, this is going to be tough. I, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I don't think Lou gets the upper hand a third time. We kind of mentioned that. I think both teams score over 30. Uh, the turnovers could be a key. That That is something. And I, But neither quarterback is that big turning the ball over. I know no. Mahomes has thrown it to defenders a few times in these Bengals games, but in general, he does take pretty good care of the football. And Joe Burrow, outside of a Pittsburgh game, has taken very good care of the football. So my first thought is I don't think the Chiefs – I don't know if they get the explosive plays they normally can get with Patrick Mahomes. One, because I don't know if their personnel isn't the same. And then two, I, I don't think the Bengals are going to treat their run game as a serious threat, which I think the run game is going to do fine, but I don't know. I wonder how much McKin- how much run McKinnon gets because I still think he's their best back, but they like that He's been injured. Guy. Is he injured? He's, he's been out of practice. Pacheco? He's been out of practice. Oh, they signed Melvin Gordon. Is he going to play? He's on the practice squad still, but he's been at practice. But McKinnon's been out every day this week. Wow. I didn't even know. Oh, man. I need to check injury report. Uh, Because I think he's their best back. I just don't think they want to use him because he's like 30 years old and they want to find a guy that will be there for the next like three years, not a guy that they're hoping is there next year. Uh, I don't know. It's going to come down to me, in my opinion. I think it comes down to who has the ball last. It's not so much the turnover battle, which could decide the game, but it is like who holds the pen last. Like each one of you gets to, gets to write, you know, we do this, we do that. I think the offenses are going to have a day 
but which offense gets the ball last and gets to write the last touchdown or put the game winning field goal in there in a tie game or when they're down one or two points. Like that's what I think the game comes down to great kicker battle. Evan McPherson versus Harrison Butker. Uh, I'm going to go. I already know where you're going. Wow. I'm going to say, Oh, Chiefs 34, Bengals 31. I think one of us had to finally go away from the Bengals because we have both picked them for so long. I think it's very tough to beat an uh, opponent of the Chiefs level three times in a row. We kind of mentioned that with the defense. Now it might not perform at the same level. I don't know. I think it has the makings of an exciting game, but one that uh, the Chiefs are able to squeak away with. But who knows? I feel very 50-50 on Like, Bengals win, not shocked. I'm not surprised at all. Like, this feels like a one-point game. I just always pick a team to win by a field goal, I think, because in my brain I'm like, yeah, four touchdowns, two field goals versus four touchdowns, three field goals. So I kind of like that you went the Chiefs. And it's funny you say that because my score is 34 to 31 that I sent to James Rapine before we started recording today. And I do think it's going to be a high scoring off offense uh, on both sides of the ball. I like Cincinnati's defense. I feel like it's underrated even without Cheeto, but it's just the way it's going to go. It's just going to be that way. Uh, these offenses are, are explosive. You have two of the top quarterbacks in the AFC. And yes, Patrick Mahomes is the best right now. And Joe Burrow is right up there. Uh, I think that I keep hearing the Chiefs remember this game, and that doesn't mean Cincinnati's not going to show up in it. I like the wide receiver group. I truly do. Joe Burrow out there, and look, it's hard to beat a team three times. It truly, truly is, but Joe Burrow's done it. And I know it's different when you look at the, the Chiefs compared to other teams. I I, I, I am I am so 50-50 on it because I've thought of different scenarios where Cincinnati loses and then where they win. And for some reason, as you were giving your prediction, I had the game that they played at home and you brought it up. You talked about the kicking battle and everything like that. And I remember Zach Taylor taking six minutes and 20 seconds off the clock on that final drive for a reason, because you did not want the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand. Mm -hmm. And Zach was going for the touchdown. And in my head, I just wanted him to kick the field goal because I wanted the lead. And he kept going for the touchdown, and they were running clock off, running clock off, running clock off. And, and the Chiefs would not stop getting penalties. They went, and that was amazing. That was amazing. And there was a lot of penalty talk this week, but that's not why the Cincinnati Bengals won. But Zach Taylor kept going for the touchdown because he knew we have to get a touchdown to win this game. We can't give the ball back to him. He's going to run down the field and, and score the game winner. And I thought the coaching was awesome, even though they did have to kick the field goal at the end because it was smart. Time was expiring. I, I do. I think Cincinnati, they find a way, but man, it does get scary if they see each other get in the playoffs because I don't know if you can beat a team four times in a row. So maybe there's <laughs> benefits to if you do fall in regular season that you, you 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 get that payback in the playoffs again and it happens in the playoffs again because it just feels like these two teams will meet again later this year. Um, I'm hoping it's a great game. I truly am. I don't want it to go lopsided or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 a homer pick right now. I am taking the Cincinnati Bengals in at 34-31. Go to eight and four. You get the Cleveland Browns coming to town, and you finally just turn that curse around. Just how I'm feeling. So did you think I was going uh, Chiefs when I did that whole talk? Yeah, one hundred percent. You, yeah, I knew exactly where you were going. You you were talking about Lou wasn't going to have the upper hand in this one, and I was like, but you said it in a nice way. But it is. I don't think Steve Spagnuolo is going to be. What a battle of Italian legends, too. Steve Spagnuolo and Lou Anarumo. Those are two that they could be. That could be a street fight on Arthur Avenue in the Bronx, you know? 
You know, I love it. I love, I want to hear both of them talk, but the thing is, I loved that Lou was getting his credit today um, on NFL Live. It was actually yesterday afternoon. NFL Live did a segment on Lou. And he's somebody, of course, it's an offensive league. So all we hear about is offensive coordinators. And when the offseason gets here, we are going to just hear the offensive playmakers, the coordinators, the quarterback coaches on other teams that will get those head coaching interviews. Um, but, man, I I trust him. I really do. And if he can stop Lou, if, if Lou can stop Patrick again, for the third time we joked about it, but every, the Broncos, the Chargers going to be calling and they're going to be like, all right, we know we spent a lot of money in free agency these last two years to stop the Kansas city chiefs, but we need the head coach. And this guy knows how to stop them, stop him. So, so come on up. So come up in an interview with us. Cause I think two of those head coaches are going to be gone this off season. Just my hot take. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't wait for this battle. It's going to be so awesome. It's at home. The home atmosphere, I don't know if that means anything. They are three and one. They lost the opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They play well at home. It's a different vibe when you're playing there. But Kansas City, I mean, look, they played Arrowhead. It's not, I don't think that that factors in too much to the away team. But um, but I don't know. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling the vibes at 425 kickoff. Pretty much prime time. The whole United States is going to be watching this game. And uh, I don't know. I just like Joe Burrow in it. I think Joe Burrow does well. I think the Bengals do well, at least on offense. I just, oh, man. I think Andy Reid, they've had this game circled. It's Andy Reid. It's Patrick Mahomes. And I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals are awesome. But it's just so hard to beat a team three times in a row like that when they're the level of the Chiefs. Like, you don't see too many teams when you think back. Like, you didn't see – I don't know. I was going to use the example of the Patriots and Colts. I was like, the Patriots won a lot of those matchups, huh? <laughs> Patriots and the Jets. And I'm like, well, they have their number. Um, they can't yeah, that's like them. 20 times there or something. I don't know what's going on there. I I, I mean, I just, and, it, and it's a, it's a total homer pick. It's the vibe pick. It's the excitement for this game. I mean, imagine the conversation if Cincinnati won that game of what you would say, you would say we're the top team in the AFC. No offense to the bills. We, the bills. I agree. I yeah. I think I think you would probably yeah. You'd have the conversation: Are the Bengals the best team in the AFC? And they might not even be winning their division in that moment because yeah. if the Ravens just take care of business against a helpless Broncos team, then they're still going to be in the lead. But one thing neither of us have mentioned this matchup uh, today is I think a lot of this game is actually going to be a little. I think a lot of the Bengals' defense might come down to the safety play, and if. Both those safeties. I'm not talking just Jesse Bates. Every all the pressures on him because I don't think I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it'll all be on him. I think both the safeties. When you think back on the past two games, the biggest play, in my opinion, of each game on defense came from the safeties. You had the Jesse Bates SWAT to Von Bell pick that ended the Chiefs' drive in overtime, and then the other game. I think back to that end of half play where Von Bell breaks up the pass to Tyreek Hill. So they, this team is going to stress you vertically. They're going to push the ball down the field. Can you step up as the safety is the last line of defense? Are you able to stop it? And I think that is one thing about this game. I haven't seen a ton of talk about. I think that is huge is how good can the Bengals safeties play? Because if they play really, really well, even if they just force late turnovers, like the, the Chiefs still score 31 but they force a late turnover or something like that. They just, they stop a huge play. So it doesn't get to 37 or 38. I think that could be big. I think that, I think that might be the biggest 
battle of the game. Like getting pressure on Mahomes is one thing. Yeah, Trey Hendrickson got the better of Orlando Brown um, in their last matchup, but I don't even know if the Bengals care that much about getting pressure on him because they were so, dropping, they were dropping that, and they're dropping like Sam Hubbard into coverage as a spy a whole bunch and letting him late rush to get his sack or to get pressure. You know, that that's fun. I wonder if they're gonna still do that. But I think back and I'm just like, okay. Can the safeties make a big play? Can they stop a big play? Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus I would feel extra confident in my decision if Cheeto was out there. I really would. If yeah, Cheeto was out too. there, I would be like, I, I feel I feel good about it. Like I'm like, they're gonna win. I'm so I mean, I won't be surprised if they lose this game at all. Like it's not like like, oh, you know, they're they're still not a good team. I I still think they're gonna be a good team this year. I still I still like the Spengles offense and the defense. Um, if they do drop this game to the Chiefs, but it's just I don't know. I think I'm riding with the home dogs right now in this one. And I think it would be insane if they beat him for the third time too. I mean, you would have, I mean, it would just, everyone would lead with it. You would have to talk about it. And it's crazy because it is a great weekend of football. Cause you get the Niners and, and the dolphins. And if the dolphins lose to the Niners, you start talking crazy talk with the seating. The funny thing is Cincinnati would only be in the fifth seat if the Ravens won. So like they wouldn't jump too much in the playoff seating. So I don't know. That's just what I feel when it comes to this game. I think it's going to be a crazy fun day when you think of Cincinnati and, and what this is going to be like, because it does feel like the playoffs. I truly felt like all this week. I'm like, man, this feels like a playoff game. This feels like a playoff game, but we get so much football left after this game. Cause you get the Browns coming to town and then everybody knows the rest of the schedule. So, so that's where you're going. That's what you're rolling right now. Are you going to change your mind on this podcast? No, I don't think so. I, I think I'm going to go Chiefs here. I just yeah, – I I have talked myself – I know it's a 50-50 to me. I just think – I think it's a little bit of emotional hedging, of course, to just be like, yeah, I think the Chiefs yeah. win. And if they win, I get to go like, all right, well, right. we saw this coming. I, I predicted this. And if they lose, I don't care. <laughs> well, it's funny because I – um I, no, I 100% agree with you. And I told someone, I said, I'm seven and four on my Bengals picks this year. And so they were like, so you picked the Bengals to win every time. I'm like, yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I saw all of you guys. I want to – during the playoff run, Everybody just kept picking the Bengals to win every game because nobody cared. It's like you lose one more game, yeah. who cares? But it's like I want to be the guy that I want to keep. You know, <laughs> I, I did. I kept picking them. I picked them in the Chiefs game. I picked. I, the I picked them to beat the Raiders, and I picked them to lose every game after that. And I felt like it was like, uh, well, I gotta keep doing that. 
It's funny you say that because I listen, one of the podcasts, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to is hear the podcast growling uh, with Paul Diener and Jay Morrison. And they rarely pick Cincinnati in it. And I love it because it never really matters. What are they, four and seven? They're not, but they (laughs) did pick the Titans to win last week. Both of them did. And I'll I'll obviously listen to their podcast later this week and hear what they decided for this game. But um, I kind of like it because it doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter. You could be wrong about this. Nobody has a jinx. Um, I like I picked Cincinnati the whole entire way, all the way to the Super Bowl. I picked them in the Super Bowl game, and everyone knows. All no, everybody picked the Bengals in the Super Bowl except me. That's when I knew you guys were all just doing the bit. That's where I knew that you guys were all just gonna pick, keep picking the Bengals. It's like, come on, this isn't like a seven to one scenario of the Bengals are gonna win the Super Bowl. I mean, if someone would have told me back in December of last year that this team was going to the Super Bowl, I would have been like, you're lying, uh, especially after dropping that Chargers game at home. That's what I was going to say. The Chargers game, it was. I feel like the talk was like, this team's not ready. They're, they're Seven not going to make the playoff. And they really did have to go on a I run. Even when the playoffs started, what, what were you thinking? Because in my mind, I was, I hope we win a playoff game. It was not, I hope we go to the Super Bowl. I had a total, I, I grew up with this team. Like it's, it's always been this team. This is my team. This is my number one team. This is who, this is who I root for. But I will say this was my mindset in the Raiders game. It was a different vibe the night before the playoff game, the vibe in Cincinnati just felt like it was going to change the next day. But I will say in my mind, and I feel like few Bengals fans had this mindset when they were going down the field, when the Raiders were going down the field to uh, try and tie the game up, I thought that they were going to score a touchdown and go for two and win the game because that's my, that's how I'm, I'm conditioned with how Bengals outcomes are in the playoffs that I thought, cause they were, they were so close to just him leaning back, catching the ball and leaning back into the end zone that I thought that's what they're going to do. And this is how they're going to lose, but they didn't. And it really, at the end of the day, never really felt close. When Derek Carr threw that ball that Joe Burrow also made that same throw, the insane throw and Joe Burrow gets all the praise because he did it and won the game. But Derek Carr made the same throw. And I was like, are they – is this going to happen? I've never seen Derek Carr make that throw. Yeah. Maybe I don't watch enough Derek Carr, but I was like, I've never seen him do that. And I was like, is this really happening? And but, then, I, but I but I didn't I didn't think that they would go all the way, 100%. Yeah. I, I thought it would be one playoff game and, and maybe lose against Tennessee. Um, I thought they were yeah. losing against Tennessee. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be a blowout, but I thought like – Oh man, like that's hard to go to the number one seed, go on the road, win that game. And they did it. But uh, ooh, uh, one last thing is just the quick anecdote of me in that wild card round was on that goal line drive. I was on the ground. Uh, I was on the floor of my house, just like, just like laying on the floor watching like that. I, was like, I couldn't stand what was going on. Then Jermaine Pratt got the interception. I started screaming. I definitely closed my eyes. And it's happening right in front of me. And I closed eyes my were, eyes. Eyes were open. I didn't want to be. I was laying on the ground watching the game. Just like I was exhausted yeah. as a fan. I was just like, I'm spent emotionally. Please win. And I'll, I'll make this quick because we already over time. But um, but yeah, it what was wild about all of it when it was over, when Jermaine caught the ball, it took everybody in the stadium like a total of maybe three to four seconds to realize it was finally, finally over. Cause we were like waiting for something to say it wasn't over. And there was like a flag or something that we like all looked at each other and we're like, wait, is it really over? Did they do Did it? Did you wait until like the, the, after the play clock expired? Because didn't, 
did they have to go back out there and run a play or no? They did. They did. They said awesome. Cincinnati. It's now Cincinnati's ball, first and ten. And um, I think I would have been holding my breath through that. Uh, that they didn't pull a Josh Allen uh, Bills against the Vikings, where the ball gets fumbled and the Raiders recover in the end zone or something. You could hear the as soon as the announcer said for the first time in 31 years, the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game, and then they played their music and stuff like that. I was like, wait, it's really over, and we all just like started hugging strangers. Um, but yeah, that was that year was so special. And honestly, it's crazy because people are starting to talk about Cincinnati. If they win this game, they're like a Super Bowl contender. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not ready for that. It's oh, crazy. you know what's crazy to me is like people are saying, like, you know, the Bengals are an AFC contender. It's like they have been. I, I you know, this is I, the same team. Come on. But it still makes me nervous talking about that conversation because that is hard, hard to get back. Oh, sure. Um, There's a lot of luck too. Yeah. We've talked um, a lot about it. It's just you, you hope that they can hit the right buttons at the right time and get a few good bounces. It's not like they waited to, they had a lucky fraud Super Bowl run. I'm saying that yeah. every team that, you know, Matt Stafford had the interception dropped by Jaquiski Tart. You've got uh, the Bucks were the healthiest team in the league when they won. The Chiefs, they, they didn't, you know, Jimmy threw that ball deep. And uh, was it, who was it? Was it Emmanuel Sanders dropped the touchdown? Yeah. It, yeah. It's like every one of these teams gets a lucky break to win the Super Bowl. It's not, I'm not meaning that in a derogatory way. I mean that like this, you need a couple lucky breaks. Like th that's just what happened. You think back to the Chiefs game and Burrow even had a uh, pick that got dropped on the sideline on a play. I was like, did he try to throw that away? What happened? And then, yeah, as Nick mentions, because Steelers fan and whatever, <laughs> Big Ben tackling the Colts returner on the Bettis fumble. That's huge. Like, Nobody expected that. Like, Bettis fumbles. The Colts are returning that ball, like, for a touchdown, and their quarterback is able to make the stop and not get injured. I always think of that with Andy Dalton. And <laughs> I, I just saw it the other day, and I sat there and stared at it for a little while, and I know we have to wrap soon, but it's a gift, Jamar Chase being open and beating Ramsey at the end when he's wide open and Ramsey. Yeah, Rams are lucky that, you know, that the Bengals couldn't hold up for a third of a second more. Because if that ball there. just gets out there, like it Dude. does, it did not have to be an accurate pass. Like that he just was had there. To be out there. He was there on an island all by himself, yeah. and it's a GIF on Twitter. And I don't recommend ever looking at it again, but it's right there. Um. So yeah, you're right. There's there there's talent. You get that tiny bit of bounce your way. Uh, yep. the just Logan one Wilson. or two lucky bounces. Just one or two bounces that go. Oh, we shouldn't have gotten that. You know, like uh, I don't know. I think back. The Bengals, when you had like the drop pick, I think it was Nick Bolton on the sideline. He didn't pick that ball off. You've got Jesse Bates. There's a chance he swats that ball down. It hits Von Bell and then goes in the Tyreek Hill's hands or something. You know, like something or crazy. Pass interference. Or, or pass something. interference is called that what that wasn't there. You know, like there, there's just and it know. wasn't pass interference, but you know that they could have just been like, oh, there's too many people there. Let's let's call it. Um, so like yeah, a flag no. on Logan Wilson. <laughs> I'm, I'm never, I, I, I forever hate NFL officiating, and that is why. Um, all right, we move on. Exciting game. I really can't wait. Well, we'll talk about it on Sunday to recap a win or a loss going forward when uh, they face the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't wait. 425 kickoff. What's up? What's over on um, all Bengals? I did a T Higgins article over the past four games. I think he's playing He was playing at an all pro level and we should respect him as a good wide receiver one. And uh, James Rapine actually mentioned to me, he's like, that article is probably going to be used a lot when it comes time to negotiate the contract. And I'm like, not in the favor of what I think some Bengals fans have put out there because I saw somebody say, yeah, you give him the Christian Kirk contract. He's like, no, 
he's going to get more than that. <laughs> Everyone just needs to remember, we need to remember, we need to enjoy the rest of this year and next year um, <laughs> with, with T. Higgins before, uh, before, we don't know. We don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, don't forget about T. Higgins. If you need a reminder, go watch the AFC Championship game in the fourth quarter, the final drive, and, and a lot of moments in that game. Uh, can't watch wait the for Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Oh. Oh my gosh, T. Higgins touchdown! I oh man, why are you doing this to me? Uh, every time there's a highlight, I've never watched the Super Bowl in full. I just can't. Okay. But every time there's that highlight of of watching kind of the intro of T. Higgins running with that touchdown, even though people said it was flag, I don't care. It wasn't. Um, Only flag gets called. Yeah, didn't get called. Sorry. They let them. They let them play the whole game until the end. All right, we need to close this podcast. I agree with that. That, that is that is my issue with the Logan Wilson. I was like, you can call that, not in this game, but if you were calling that all game, yeah, sure. But they let Ramsey get away with one earlier, like the same thing. Whatever. Let's not continue this. Anyway, there's T Higgins article. That's. that's the point. <laughs> I'm going to try and forget about that. All right, we're moving forward. Check it out. All Bengals, T. Higgins, a number one receiver. Bengals underscore stands at LNDS Patterson. Thank you, as always, for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.